and welcome back to reaction cast it's your host jesus aka tyrant dominus here to bring you another series review this time around we're going to be talking about peacemaker and today we have a special guest uh josh from ginger flicks what's up thank you for having me yes we've been on this journey of peacemaker uh and what a journey it has been uh, we have we gave our first impressions of the first three episodes um and the the lead up to the overall series i the best way i can put it is if you would have told me if they can make a television series out of an obscure villain from a movie like a spin-off i would have said that's not possible like i've never heard of peacemaker or anything yep but james gunn did it he he did it and now i'm like oh wow and I love what they did with Peacemaker. Like, <clears throat> you, 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 may, you felt for him a lot throughout the entire <clears throat> throughout the entire series. Like, and I, I believed it. I think we gave some of those notes in our in our first impressions. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to first do a non-spoiler review and then kind of go into the more deep talks uh, afterwards. Um, so Josh, what what were some of your thoughts? Uh, of Peacemaker as a series um you know what I'm I'm on board with kind of what you're saying like I again uh I mean I loved Suicide Squad and I mentioned that in the the podcast last time I was on but um yeah I loved him I mean I thought he was a good villain in that movie but he still held his own and my main concern with Peacemaker the series was can John Cena carry this because again I find him even though you know he's this tall good looking guy you know built like a brick like shithouse but he's he's <laughs> more of a character actor sort of you know like The Rock I would say is is leading man material but I feel like John Cena is more like that character like better as a supporting role but you know what I thoroughly enjoyed this series I thought it was really well done and um again it just like for me with at least the comic book movies between marvel and dc james gunn is like four for four he's he's knocking out of the park yeah i can i cannot disagree with you at all on that it's just like hit after hit after hit and even, yeah. be even better news is that uh i heard that he's gonna be um spearheading season two of peacemaker so even better yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would put Peacemaker as like the best thing he's done out of no. the four things. But I think one of those things is like because because Peacemaker, like you had said, is such an obscure character and he's only part of an ensemble to make an actual eight episode series <clears throat> based on this one guy who is a villain like at the end of suicide squad you're like is this guy worth following in the first place he he exceeds any expectation you might have uh james gunn i'm saying because yeah like this is a series that on paper shouldn't have worked really but it did and beyond totally agree yes so one of one of the things that also what's great and you can tell on most of uh guns like films and uh, 
uh, he's done is the music. The music he did for this thing was really yeah. well. Heavy metal, classic rock is like just it's embedded in not only in the series but in in uh, the Peacemaker character. It's, yeah, and isn't it a Norwegian band or something that does the opening credits? I don't think I can find out. Yeah, up. it's like this random Norwegian band, and I think the song is called "Do You Want to Taste It" from like 2010. <laughs> and so it's like, where does he find this music? Because one thing you know some movies for example like you look at uh the dark knight trilogy um there's no real music in that movie besides the score like the score but there's no actual like you know pop culture or music of you know actual bands or anything it's just score for the entire movies um but James Gunn, you know, we saw in Guardians, we saw in Suicide Squad, and we're seeing in Peacemaker that he makes music almost part of the character and almost a character or part of the atmosphere in itself. You know, like you look at the finale and this isn't really spoilers per se, but they say things like or maybe it wasn't the finale. I can't remember, but it was either the finale or the penultimate episode where they mentioned like now is not a good time to rock and then you know they're saying no any time is a good time to rock or this is the best time or whatever they really make the music part of the character and part of uh the influence of the character and that's really enjoyable actually you know that's almost clever in a way to incorporate it exactly exactly it's a uh, and um the name of the band is wigwam they're they are a norwegian glam metal band uh good to see that glam metal is still alive and prospering in some parts of the world um but yes they they like i think every i think every episode had besides like the intro and stuff had just a little taste of uh, music here and there and it helped um just a little the instances where they did use it and you're right it they the integration into the character didn't make it feel forced it's like yeah that's who that's who peacemaker is that's why he plays that music in some somber scenes are it's played in the background or in uh flashbacks it's like it's really well done um then the other thing is like the casting all these like so not only do we have peacemaker but we have like these like just like generic kind of agents that you would see in the movie like they're just generic background characters in movies like you don't care about any of the uh office people when you're watching suicide squad they're they're not important um, yeah, but in Peacemaker, they they are the main focus for the most part. They are the team, and um, the way they handled all of them, I loved every um, like the casting for this is really great. And then also with the antagonists um, and how and the storytelling as well, because this is a continuation of of the end of Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, so just continuing on that storyline and uh the good what i feel this is my opinion on this is they started the series reasonably well having these kind of little little nods until they finally revealed what the true like mission was right towards like somewhere mm-hmm. in the first couple of i think i think we in the first three towards the end of the third episode when we discussed it they revealed like okay this is what the true mission is um and i felt from beginning to end, they did a good job for the most part getting through the entire 
story that they were trying to tell and including trying to do all those little subplots and kind of like closing up all these loose ends. There's like probably yeah. some small ones, but you know, it's, it's nothing too big and serious. And they left enough at the end where it's like, there's more to be ta- uh, to be watched and talked about afterwards. Yeah, and I mean, they it's been greenlit now for a season two. So, I mean, we're, yeah, I feel like we're in good shape here. Like, uh, there's nothing that the show didn't finish that I was kind of like, oh, I wish they had done this, or I wish they explored more of this. You know, I feel like it was, if they even didn't go another season, I would be satisfied with the whole run of the show. Oh no, I'm content as well, but there's, uh, uh, there isn't spoilers. I, there's a few things I want to like, uh, like want to figure out, like what what's up with that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into spoilers? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold back anything like specific. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, no, I mean, uh, in terms of like general stuff, I think it was a really well cast show. <laughs> My only qualm is I still like some of the names are very oddly chosen. Like out of Bayou. I was like, where did you get that name? Because my dad had mentioned this to me too. He's like, where do you think he got the name out of Bayou? Like, because the mother's name is Waller. And then we find out, again, very minor spoiler, but out of Bayou is her wife's name. So you're like, okay, but where did out of Bayou come from? Because, you know, James Gunn will take obscure references. And my dad's like, do you think it's like, He's a fan of basketball because there's like a basketball player named Adebayu. And I was like, I have no idea, you know, and I always forget Die Beard's name. <laughs> I'm a, oh, like, yeah. For me, it's like I always forget, you know, I he those he's the only one. And um, yeah, because they just he just comes up with these really. I mean, I'm not I, saying uh, no, yeah. I'm not trying to be offensive that they're obscure, but definitely his name. Like the guy looks like, you know, his last name could be Johnson or something. And I'm like, what is this last name? I I always forget. His name was Akonomos. The only uh, reason yeah, Econo- I rem- Economos. Yeah. The only reason I remembered it is because I kept getting confused with economy. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and you know what? I kept thinking that too, because I used to teach a kid with the last name Economo. Like E C O N O M O U. So I feel like it sounds like that. And then I'd always forget like what his actual last name is but um and, and that in itself yeah. is its own little joke too um yeah. oh yeah the, the other thing the comedy the comedy we didn't even talk about the comedy of the, in the show like yeah the comedy, comedy like mm, good you, you, you couldn't make this show because again i i don't know peacemaker i believe he has been introduced to the suicide squad comics recently um uh, or I don't know if he like he's probably been around longer, but currently I think he is on the Suicide Squad team in the comics. Um, but the guy, from what I understand, is not there's no not a lot of comedy. Same thing with Vigilante. These characters are like like Vig- Vigilante is like a a Dexter, which he kind of is in the show, but he's like a killer. Like he'll kill the bad guy, no remorse and they really play up the comedy especially with these characters and it works and i feel like if the show didn't do that it wouldn't be as good no yeah uh, uh, yes like the all the little like back and forth between two characters or three or just like uh sometimes just circuit circle jerking each other uh for the most part mm-hmm. it's just that yeah, it, it, 
it's a, a well-written show and I want to know how I would like to know how much of it was like ad-libbed too um, but for the most part yeah like there's everything from some some childish humor to even some crude humor to some very like like it never it never to the point where you have to kind of like it's like thinking man's humor it's just like it's there mm -hmm. it's funny and next scene and action yeah and you know again because i believe james gunn directed and wrote each episode right i could be um, wrong but the, he he directed he wrote all of them he directed uh six out of the uh out of the eight. Oh wow so, okay yes so the only okay, two he so didn't yeah yeah no no because no, i'd just be you know what that i would be curious because that one scene where peacemaker goes off when uh, he finds out that they framed his dad and he's like you could have framed any of these people and he just lists a whack ton of people <laughs> i was like that is some damn good improv and I, so again yeah. i'd be curious if that was james gunn just saying like go for it say whatever or because i don't know if that was specifically james gunn directing that episode or not uh, i'm double checking just so i can get not be corrected later online so there's one two four five so james gunn directs five out of the five out of the eight the other ones are yeah the other ones are a lot of other different individuals but for the most part he kind of directs most of them i don't remember which one that episode is specifically if i can see um i'm kind of looking through the synapse Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was, it was either, it might have been five or, was it if five it was or either, six? If it's in the between, those were directed by someone else. Uh, those mm. two, episode four and five were directed by uh, Jody Hill, and five was up, directed by Rosemary Rodriguez. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, uh, for the most part, we kind of been like, uh, like, praising this show is there anything without spoiling that you that you felt negatively about it uh if not then we can we'll kind of rate the the series and then jump into some spoilers um negative stuff not that i can think of off the top of my head again i i guess i'm still torn as to what adebayu's purpose was like what why her specifically you know what i mean like her mom said you have like only you can do this in the first episode and she didn't do anything utterly special to me that anyone else could have done so yeah. i don't know you could yeah, correct me on that one um yeah and like yeah so i, I don't know I, I don't know not yeah, there's nothing nothing off the top of my head nothing big there's nothing like really big to like um like really like get on it <clears throat> i think it's one of the few shows that i can really like like there's little things probably to nitpick but besides that there's there's nothing really wrong with this show um no. so um let's um let's give it our our review and then our rating and then go jump into some spoilers um so what would you rate this series season one of peacemaker out of like 10 yes out of 10 uh, I gotta go like it's easily a nine for me, you know, in terms of quality, uh, pacing overall. Like, I, I don't think I'd say it's like a perfect show, 
but it's really damn good. So it's 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 definitely a nine. Okay, okay. So for me, I'm I'm bouncing between a nine and a ten as well. I I enjoyed every season. I wanted more every ep- season. Uh, every time an episode dropped, and the the cliffhangers they did for these were like really good. Um, it felt. There are sometimes I wish the episodes were a little longer. Like the final episode, I think episode eight was like like only like thirty five minutes long, so it felt a little short. <laughs> but yeah. but besides that, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna make it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Um, besides that, uh, because there's a there that there, there's a the finale scene for sure like almost got me to a ten out of ten. If uh, but we'll we'll talk about that in spoilers. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, Josh and I both gave it uh, nine out of ten. Uh, so we're gonna be jumping into spoilers. Uh, so if you don't want to continue, if you haven't watched the series yet, go watch it. <laughs> um, uh, so you can stop listening here and come back to it afterwards, and you can hear all our thoughts of every episode afterwards. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be your warning. Uh, as always, if this is where you're stopping, go catch a Josh uh, on Ginger Flicks. Uh, they also review movies and... Do you guys do TV shows too, or just movies? No, generally we don't do TV shows, not okay. on the podcast or anything. Okay, so they review um, films, great guys to listen to. Uh, they're I very... will do a review here and there, maybe on our YouTube channel, oh. if uh, you're checking that out. But uh, And that's just Ginger Flicks as well um but yeah also don't forget to follow josh on tiktok he is amazing on tiktok go give him more follows um <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> um but yeah so final warning we're going to spoilers this is your own fault if you're you you get spoiled <laughs> Okay, spoiler time. That finale was crazy. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot to get there, but it's just that finale. Just like I was screaming at my my television when that final scene at the end. And then the cow. You mean, you mean with uh, the JLA? Yeah. Uh, I was. I don't know. I was kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. So if you know what, if we're if I'm gonna take away points, it's actually for that scene. To okay, be okay. I, I don't blame you. I hate that the only two actors they were able to get was uh, was Ezra Miller and I can't remember his name now. Jason uh, Momoa. Jason Momoa. Because yeah. of the whole the whole contracting thing happening with uh, Henry Cavill and um, uh, why ben can't Affleck? I remember? No, no, the other, uh, the uh, woman who plays Gal Wonder Gadot? Woman. Yeah, Gal Gadot. <laughs> I don't know why I'm forgetting but, I mean, names. She's, but she's doing a Wonder Woman 3. Oh, no, no, never mind. Like, it, it, it was a scheduling, it was a ske- scheduling conflict. That's what was her, but that was her. For me, for me, it's Henry Cavill. I'm like, yes. we have had two projects where Superman has shown up and we don't see his face. Two projects now. It, it <laughs> it's hurts. It's Shazam and this. It hurts so and much like, knowing that. It, it's so annoying and I'm like just either don't have Superman in the scene or just get Cavill like how hard would it, would it have been but because DC's like 
or WB or whatever. They're they're playing games. Like Cavill says, like I want to be Superman. I have the cape. Let's go. And they won't. Like for whatever reason. And you still have Superman there. And it definitely is sort of like the silhouette of Cavill. Just just use him. I don't know. I don't know. Really frustrating to me. It, it hurts. Don't don't worry. I I think there. I think the internet as a collective really wants to see Cavill as Superman, and it's always just like corporate level people just trying to deal with it, and it and it hurts because the for as much as some people don't like kind of the darker Superman they're portraying, like uh, Henry Cavill was doing a reasonably good job acting that version of superman out and i was like i was looking forward to following this version of him but yeah like that, i don't that... like the darker version like i don't mind men of steel and i loved him in um you know the snyder cut like coming back like he was so badass but i'm like no give me a superman because here's another thing too and this not this doesn't have to do with peace with peacemaker this is a slight little tangent but i released i i critiqued they did this um you know dc released that trailer of their upcoming projects right and it's like black adam the flash aquaman 2 um and something else i can't think of it off the top but you know those movies and in the oh the batman and in the trailer the trailer had this music that would be more of a superman style theme like it's full of hope and joy and inspiration and you have batman and black adam like characters who are either anti-heroes or strike fear into their enemies they don't embody hope these characters and i'm like why like i I get because you don't have a superman movie coming out so you're not going to feature him or anything like that makes sense but it just seems like dc is or w the warner brothers going out of their way to just erase Superman which again I've heard rumors they're doing that and it pisses me off like just you can't have DC any DC universe without Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman but you know the Trinity basically the Trinity you can't have the Trinity Trinity. but I mean the Batman is still gonna have his movies Wonder Woman is still gonna have her third movie and Superman only has one he has his one and then he was relegated to a supporting character in his sequel and then barely a supporting character in the you know the justice league movies that is our rant for superman (laughs) yeah so that's so that for me that finale like don't get me wrong i thought the dialogue was funny between aquaman and the flash i thought that was funny and i enjoyed that but uh yeah for me just the lack of cavill it, it was really glaring to me that that took most of my focus, which it probably shouldn't have. But, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I totally feel you like I, the, just a little spark of just seeing the silhouette was that got me. But then kind of knowing after kind of the scene continued and we didn't get we only saw two people appear from the shadows. That's why I'm like, OK, that was nice. <laughs> but yeah. back to Peacemaker, back to Peacemaker. So let's just kind of jump into a little bit uh episode per episode because it's gonna take us forever if we have to talk episode per episode so we're just kind of gonna run through it really quick because we talked already about the first three episodes um so within episode four we this is where see here judo master this is one of my complaints about judo master is he he was like like kind of the the side villain 
and toward the end they never fully utilized him he was just there to kind of cause trouble that was one of my gripes is like <laughs> yeah, i wanted what, what happened to him at the end because i remember you know he because this is you know i, I for some reason i barely remember episode six I was like, dang, I totally forgot, you know, out of Bayou planting the journal and all that stuff. Like, I didn't remember it. I was like, when did that even happen? For whatever reason. Um, but Judo Master, right? He, because he gets captured by the team, right? Yes. Yeah. Basically by the team. He's like... And then he fights John Cena and then he gets shot by out of Bayou, right? Yeah. And then they have that little quip about moving your muscles and... Uh, with key and everything yeah the whole thing mm -hmm. but then he's fine after that yeah. right he just has a little like bandage around his torso yeah and economos <laughs> is just and economos is kind of on babysitting duty yeah and he's i mean general master took damage because economos like also was bashing his head in with like what was it a crowbar or something yeah back in episode three mm. and for whatever reason he's still alive and kicking Hey man, but that, he, how did he escape? Um, so he escaped. Uh, he he kind of did his thing again, where he just kind of broke himself out uh, because it didn't look like they they restrained him even further. They just still put him back in his normal restraint. So I don't understand why they did that because they knew like, oh, he escaped through here once. He's probably gonna do it again. So try even harder. But no, he he did that again, and then he kind of did the whole that whole scene in the in the not, well, it's not wasn't a quickie mark uh, what was it drop and go what was the name it, oh, it was something, a, something like that it was, it was like one that. of those you know like Generic outside one. a gas station kind of thing so um but yeah judo, judo master was one of those like loose ends like uh, i was like talking about earlier where it's like he started off with an interesting like he was an interesting sub villain and I thought they were going to kind of maybe utilize him a little bit more. Uh, when they captured him, I was like, okay, what are they going to do with him? And he just kind of was kind of more of an annoyance than an actual threat, I would say. Yeah, like I guess getting a solid like fight scene or something with him at the end would have been good. Yeah, some, uh, something to just make him like this is this is this is the moment. Like, okay, this is like the one on one. Maybe like uh, vigilante versus him or or economos oh, and vigilante yeah. or something, something to kind of like close close it off a little bit. But we just got him like at the end of under the scene, just kind of crying in the yeah in the field. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, is that what happened to him? Yeah, I he just was remember just, him. I just remember him stealing the car, and that's it. So he he stole the car. He went and attacked. Okay, so we'll get to that a, a little bit because there's also when uh this before that we we found out that Mern was actually a butterfly. Um, yeah. And were you surprised about that? I was like, oh shit! I'm like oh. I, yeah, I w I was surprised for sure. I didn't think uh, that would happen. Um, I th uh, like I thought because wait he got turned into a butterfly right? Like we saw it happen. No, no, no. He was a butterfly during the... He already the was one, right. Yes, okay, he, was he already learning. was one. Um, yeah, right, because they mentioned it that... And she figured it out when he survived that explosion. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was... I thought that was an interesting choice, and I like that they mention, you know, Mern's uh, butterfly is basically saying, like, there are some of us that... You know, it's basically saying there are some good butterflies and bad butterflies. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, they're not like, just like evil monsters trying to take up the 
entire thing. Like, that's part of, like, being a good series, you know, where there's, like, good and bad people on both sides, and it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll we'll talk more about kind of the what happens at the end, because there is, like, that weird gray area they kind of fall into with with kind of both factions of the butterflies. Uh, But yeah, then, uh, because I think it was at the end of episode five when, um, uh, what's her name, Adebayo finds out that he's, uh, and I thought like, oh shit, what's gonna happen with her? Because I felt like, oh my God, she's Mm -hmm. gonna die. Um, Yeah. And wait, was this after or before the gorilla scene? Because that was good too. Like, Um, I don't remember. But the gorilla scene, I felt, was one of the first times we finally got the team being a team, you know, because I think having that like sequence of uh, oh, happenings then leading into kind of all the betrayal that happened around like episode towards the end of episode six and seven with how Peacemaker is and at a bio because you, you kind of really felt like they were actually making a connection, but mm-hmm. like having that scene of like them becoming an actual team to then just getting like betrayed mostly then with um with the way they handled like Peemaker, like we, we kept talking about it in the review it's just like the the way they did his character development throughout the this uh the season you could see him being like a an asshole and towards the end he's less of an asshole yeah <laughs> and yeah. And um, they did like not, not only him. Uh, I think everyone had their own little like character development, uh, but for sure, you know, the show focuses around. I, oh, wait, actually, the la- least one was <laughs> Vigilante. I think Vigilante is still that shit crazy, but that oh, Vigilante is amazing though. Um, but <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it, they they did a good job towards the th- three episodes. Like connecting characters, relationships with each other, back and forth, um, and for sure, for me, the 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 gorilla scene where uh, Economos just chainsaws the gorilla—that was crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, I honestly, um, I almost forgot about that. Like, because there's so much wacky stuff that happens in this that you're like, okay, where are they going next? And then yes, <laughs> like oh. So the, then, the gorilla, the gorilla, and I like how they mentioned it. They briefly mentioned it in the news story in the previous episode, then to pop up in the next episode. Like, yes, yeah, so it's a rampage gorilla. For a second, I thought it was gonna be a. Are they talking about uh, gorilla Grodd? Because they make so many little obscure yeah. references. Like they make so many little references. And like, okay, maybe the Flash is fighting gorilla Grodd in another city. You know, and it's just like, okay, that's a fun reference for something. But no, yeah, was, I was thinking, I was thinking something like that too, um, uh, because yeah, they they mentioned so many obscure characters. Like there's one point where Peacemaker, and I forget what episode it is, but he talks about Matter Eater Lad, and I was like, dude, dude, <laughs> who would even think of that character? Let's be real. Um, yeah, hey, uh, yeah se- James yeah. Gunn just does that. Hey, the second he they he mentioned uh, um, Mr. Oh, what is his name? Oh, the guy, if she says his name in reverse, uh, Mr. Oh, uh, Mrs. Pitalik. Yeah, when he said that, like, they just canonize him in that world, like, he exists. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. fun. That is fun. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, the, his dad. His dad. Peacemaker's dad. The White Dragon. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was one of the subplots that I was wondering how they were going to handle it or were they going to handle it in this season, you know? Because he was like, they said he was falsely accused in jail. Uh, and then it could it could have been one of those things like he would have been stewing in jail long enough and then he would have been like the, the next big bad in season two. But they kind of just went with it in this season. And I, it worked out for not only for the the action they put in and the whole the whole sequence they did for that, but also for Peacemaker's like character development and how yeah. he's and they did a good job. They didn't overplay him. Um, I felt for the for sure uh, Robert Patrick did a really good job just playing this like just complete racist asshole. And I, I always wondered too because you, I mean, when we first met his dad, you know, we're thinking, okay, this guy's like just a hard ass, like, you know, one of those, like, he's just a, a mean guy, like, you can't please your father, like that kind of thing. But then mm-hmm. you just find out how truly nasty he is, like, the fact that he is openly racist. And um, then we finally see that flashback scene. You know, with uh, Chris fighting his brother, you know, yes, because yes. because that's what they did. Like his dad, I don't know, were they betting on those fights? Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, it was just like, okay, you're gonna have your two kids fight, and people are gonna bet on it, and that's it. And I was like, wow, this is this is dark. And then sure enough, that's how his brother uh, again gets killed and blames it on Chris. And you're like, wow, okay, so the emotional torture this guy has gone through uh from being a kid like is so much and you know um robert patrick like he he plays a good villain and i i saw i I wonder i'm like man i wonder if he says like do i have to be that racist can i just (laughs) not be a racist can i just be a bad dad and you you know what i mean like it's gotta be tough no yeah it's one of those things i feel like for one yeah that the it's when it's tough for sure when this is it because at the end of the day it's acting but just kind of when you are acting you kind of have to get in that mindset to do certain yeah, like if you're if you're like method or if it's like or if it's just like you can be what's it called you know how people like invest in these shows like everyone hated the kid that played Joffrey on King of Thrones or oh um, yeah you know like where he i don't know the exact stories but like also there's like a woman on dallas or something in the 80s or whatever it was and she got slapped in the face in public because her character was so mean so it's like you're labeled you're you're associating this horrible character with you i mean that's gotta be tough hell uh dicaprio in in django unchained you know he had to drop the n-word like so many times and he had to talk to samuel jackson about it and you know samuel jackson's like no no say it in the script it's in the script or something like that but don't say it outside the script <laughs> like or i'll beat you or something he said something along those lines you know but no but, yeah I... yeah that's got to be hard for to to like emotionally hard for a person to be to play that kind of like evil you know no that's true i i totally agree when mostly when when um, people like Robert Patrick who are kind of like typecast or any character type any actor is typecast in a certain scene 
when you have to keep playing the roles and then sometimes when like you mentioned some some people associate said characters to said uh actor and it's just like it just can become unbecoming um and it it, it is it would be interesting to kind of look into that actually uh, or is mm-hmm. there, there might be a documentary that'll be interesting to maybe do a little research into that but for sure I, I, uh, it would be interesting to see kind of like one of the behind the scenes like if they did one of those for uh, for, uh, for Peacemaker and when they interview mm-hmm. some of the actors I would like to hear from Robert Patrick's uh, perspective and how he took his role for yeah. uh, for uh, I don't know the name of his actual dad <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know I the white dragon. white dragon the white dragon yeah. i would like to like i'd be like do like when they do some of those back behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that i know marvel did it for some of the stuff in their movies and their series so i wish i hope maybe they'll they'll do it for peacemaker and stuff like that um but for sure that'll be an interesting look into some of the the way some of these actors did for sure like you meant you hear how robert patrick took this role and how he handled it um during and afterwards would be interesting to know mm-hmm um so then let's kind of close off with just talking about the actual like finale the 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 closing thing for season one when they have to go kill the cow um because for the most part we we can say that you know uh peacemaker killed his dad and for as dramatic as that scene was we kind of once we knew that um once we knew that uh his dad was going to kill him we like it's going to be a tough scene but we know that like I kind of figured that he's gonna kill his dad. I, I don't know if you yeah, felt me that. Too. So it was like not yeah, like me too. Like th- there was no other way. There was no other scenario. Like and, and again, they just made his dad such a terrible person that they they weren't gonna try and redeem him. Like that's a character you can't redeem, really. You know? No, yeah. yeah. And they they made sure you or, you, or t- you, uh, you know what. You probably can, but it's like, why would you? No, we need we you need someone that is unequivocally a villain in the show, and that's his dad for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then kind of what they we'll talk about this toward like the finale, but what they do with his character afterward as a ghost would be interesting moving forward. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then so we go into the kind of after the whole sequence with uh his dad trying to kill him we get into the final part where they have to kill the cow this giant (laughs) kaiju thing and i like how they're just kind of just milking it like okay funny yeah they're making milking a cow joke um and like the whole just trying one finally i thought that this was going to be the moment that eagerly did something and i'm glad that they tried and failed you know oh yeah eagerly like trying to bring the helmet and stuff over there and that was funny like like i you love th- i love eagerly like i want that bird <laughs> he's he's so amazing and uh, just a moment where you also get the, the another hug at the like prior yeah. to that like that's that's gold too yeah um but yeah they the team has to go kill the cow they try to do they try to figure out how to do it eagerly fails um and that's one of the first times we see um peacemaker kind of dealing with the first sighting of the ghost of his dad and it it was surprising for sure but then it's it's really a good telling sign that 
um, the way they did it when they, he's first introduced in the in the woods to when he's introduced again at the end of the the finale when he's sitting drinking beer that it's going to be a a thing that he's going to still have to deal with and i like that it's not like yeah he killed his dad and it's like he's all better now no it's like for a real individual like th things don't settle that way that easily for people and i'm glad that they're they're holding that human uh like characteristics on peacemaker yeah uh, what happens after they fail? Uh, Economos, that's what he does. Economos. We get this whole great scene with Economos, uh, where he kind of, like, he had his moments throughout the season, but this was, like, his his big moment, where he has to take mm -hmm. the, the helmet down, they dress him up, and, and we get this, like, very sad moment where he officially, like, <laughs> like, admits to being, having his beard dyed and it's yeah. like it's like damn okay it's all coming out now and and then it just gets buck wild from there from activating the helmet to uh i'm kind of doing this whole like huge fight scene or battle scene on the with peacemaker vigilante and hardcore uh just trying to get to the cow to kill it while economos and atabayu are in the background waiting to see hopefully everything goes well uh and then we we actually have moments where like like vigilante or hardcore like holy shit they're not they're about to die and at they're they're not like one of those like traditional things that like oh they get shot and they're like they they're gonna survive but no the, the way they're depicting their their injuries they're like they're dying like they yeah. might not make it and i'm like oh wow they they did it for honestly i thought maybe one of the two were gonna die the way they yeah, were depicting I thought, I thought she died and you know, i'm like, like when she's on the ground and like covered in blood i was like oh yeah she did like they went there and they killed her but i mean you know obviously they didn't <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was the one I thought they were. And yeah, actually, out of the two, I thought those two would have been the ones to kill off. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that they did that. They actually put some stakes to some characters yeah. because they like 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 they could die. Like they, they 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 kept joking, killing like massive amounts to kind of what they did in the in the Suicide Squad when they were killing everyone in the in the encampment. We're just killing back and forth with that uh dead uh, was it dead shot not dead shot uh dead eye and peacemaker dead sport blood sport yeah yeah blood sport they're, they're just having this comedic just murder scream and they're kind of doing that here too but then they like put some real consequences uh, and like once again like yeah like not all funny games like just people about to die here um and then we kind of get down below uh with peacemaker kind of having this one-on-one -on -one with uh goth i think was the name of the what he named the, yeah. the 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 butterfly and it's one of those moments where like i kind of thought like i don't i i was pretty sure peacemaker was like i was like 75 percent sure i knew peacemaker was gonna uh like kill the butterflies but there was that like that linkling like is he gonna join the butterflies like that I, I i had a moment where he i felt because they kind of what they were trying to do and i'm like oh mm -hmm. 
what what were yeah, your no, what was your thought what was your thought during that conversation that 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 just scene where they're kind of explaining what's happening wait which one when uh, the butterfly is explaining why they're on earth and what they're trying to do with controlling man kind of shadow governmenting like, the human race like, like when the cop is doing it yes. like at the end yeah yeah i mean it, it was it was a pretty solid like argument like i i I was thinking, oh, wow, so this will be the end where Peacemaker actually will turn, you know, and maybe side with them. So I was I was surprised when he didn't because it's like everything she's saying. I'm like, this is exactly what Peacemaker says. You know what I mean? Like, we have to do this in order to get peace. Or I forget what exactly she was talking about, but it was literally along the lines of things he says. So, yeah, I was I thought that maybe he was going to get turned. There yeah, there there was that small inclination and I, and I and I think also the show did a good job getting us there. We're like we we know what peacemaker's morals are from the beginning mm-hmm. and how they slightly changed towards the end. And then yeah. kind of the and kind of the reason also why he decided not to join them. <clears throat> um so they the best I'm, I'm, it's so funny how he officially denied them and, and using uh, out of bio's uh body as a torpedo using the human torpedo helmet yeah when he's literally like um you know he just says activate torpedo i was like oh oh snap i was like okay then like okay he made his choice i dig it it works so it was it was good. I'm glad that they also made like there there was like the key moment when she made it down there to save him, and there was that like moment like oh shit she's about to do like this moment of heroism and save him and nope crashes into the wall. Yeah. Ah, that once again another little piece of comedy that works well for this show. That kind of pays off in the next scene with her being the human torpedo that kills the cow, and then um, they kind of come back up they see everyone uh we kind of feel that uh hardcore is like de- i think dead i don't know if they officially said she's dead or she's like really past like near the end point and that's where we get the whole scene with the uh, justice league as they leave yeah um and for the most part then there's this kind of like small epilogue um is there anything in the epilogue you want to talk about specifically because i think what it, was um, go for it what was the epilogue again so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to remember every character one by one. So, um, Adebayo finally goes with her wife, kind of re- reconsolidates, and then basically outs her mother and the Suicide Squad basically to the public, which was like oh right. crazy. And I'm like all right, some stuff is gonna because that that's big. That some stuff is gonna be happening in the near future mm-hmm. for that. Um, let me see here. Uh, Economos gets i think a job back at the prison back where uh they originally got the suicide squad members i forget the name of the prison yeah Um, but he gets a job like a desk job and he has like a this like nice moment with that old that phone photo with the all three of them because um they they did a good job like solidifying this weird male friendship between uh peacemaker vigilante and economos for as much as they like they egg on them they're still like this weird tight-knit group and i like like i've known i i've 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 been in friendships like that where it's like 
just that you have that one buddy that you just egg on but you know it's like it's a joke for the most part yeah yeah it, it, uh, it's true i i really like the three of them together you know yeah. by the end of it i was like that's cool you know because obviously from the beginning peacemaker didn't really get along with anybody save for vigilante but i liked i liked those three together exactly and i was like yo that that's a that's a solid team yep uh, let me see i'm trying to go then uh vigilante what happened to vigilante i'm trying to remember uh he kind of does this thing with peacemaker they're still blowing up stuff in the woods i don't remember anything else specific but he's still doing his thing mm-hmm. um and then kind of the uh the last two peacemaker and hardcore hardcore is in the hospital uh going through physical therapy and kind of having like a small moment with peacemaker because he's been showing up every day um and and then that final scene with peacemaker uh eagly and goth and the ghost of his father um a very interesting way to end the series for sure mm-hmm. for sure yeah. i would have uh, liked to see at the end if i mean if peacemaker was at his dad's place and he was like like sort of have like a spider-man 2 kind of ending where he sees all his dad's suits you know and he's maybe gonna like making modifications or something i don't know i thought that like i think that would have been kind of cool but him being on the step with the butterfly that was nice yeah it's like okay because now the butterflies are fucked they have no more milk or not milk uh nectar whatever whatever it is whatever it is yeah um and um and i honestly not right now what's good is that the show can go season two can go wherever there's no really loose threads between besides um besides judo master if judo master makes a comeback um uh but yeah there's no i guess one thing i would like to see is if they do a peacemaker uh uh, not not if but with peacemaker season two because now we've had two james gunn projects where the villain villain is sort of the same thing you know like and don't get me wrong, I love them both, but like Starro is just infecting people, turning them into zombies. These butterflies are doing the exact same thing, flying into their mouths, turning them and controlling them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so it's true. like I, I would like if they do another Peacemaker, do the like complete opposite. Don't make it maybe don't don't even have it to do with anything extraterrestrial. You can make it government ops or just straight up, you know, human bad guys, whatever you need to do. I just would like to see something completely opposite. Because at this point, I'm kind of done with the alien stuff, you know? Yeah. At least aliens where they're doing the exact same thing. Just some, controlling people. You know, or body some, snatcher like, style. Yeah, or some like interesting, fun like villain, or maybe even fight a hero or something. Just something. Yeah, yeah, fight a hero. Like, that's obviously, that's like the thing, right? Like, get him to fight another member or members of the Suicide Squad like uh or the justice league the, but the problem is like really he would stand no chance to any of the justice league maybe, maybe his sonic boom like maybe a sonic boom hat would you know would do something but that's about it but yeah it's it's one of those things like yeah but it's one of those things also like i mentioned earlier it's up in the air they can do almost anything um and and i think that's good it's like having this open availability because like you said earlier also is that you don't have to you don't have to continue watching season two season one in itself is a really good encapsulation 
of a, a show. Yeah. You're like, you don't yeah. have to keep going from here. It's like, it's good. It's a good show. Um, is there any final thoughts you want to have uh, before we kind of close off our spoiler portion? No, man. I think I think I'm good. I've said it. Uh, I'm I, I'm honestly just impressed with the show. Um, and James Gunn is a is a genius, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he he does he did it again. Like you said, he struck gold again. And um, uh, let's see what his next couple projects will be. I actually don't know what his next couple projects are going to be. James Gunn. Probably um, Guardians Three. Uh, let's see here. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, where's James Gunn movies? Uh, yes, Guardians Three is his next project or big project. Wait, did he do Brightburn? He was a producer on that. Okay, I was like, wait a second, I did not enjoy that film that well. No, it was a very, I don't know. Again, it was, it's another. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. I might have to rewatch yeah. it and review. I never, I never did a proper review for that. I might want to go back and do it. Uh, but interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, th- those are those are our thoughts. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you listened this far, thank you for listening to our our, our crazy thoughts and everything. Because one of those things where uh, we enjoy talking about this, and sometimes we just want to spit it out to the world and let mm-hmm. and you know let us know what you guys thought. Like tweet about us, uh, uh, duet us on TikTok, and yeah, and or whatever. Or, Find a way to hit us up uh, and let us know what you guys thought of Peacemaker. Um, but yeah, Josh, shout out anything you want to shout out. Um, Not too much. I think you already mentioned uh, my TikTok, but that's mr.josh.dance.geek if you want to check it out for geeky stuff. I generally do like battles and I'll do the occasional review on my own. Um... But yeah, look out for Ginger Flicks. Again, follow us, Ginger Flicks Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff for our reviews. Um, since since for us, the month of January uh, was pretty, we weren't able to go out anywhere in Ontario, so we weren't able to review any new movies. So we did a month of, <laughs> a month and a bit of just uh, old 90s action flicks. So if you want to hear us talk about that, please look it up. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on my TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow all those links below. All the links, including all the ones for Josh, will be down in the description. So thanks again for listening. Until next time, see ya.